Welcome to the Nashville Vineyard Podcast. For more information, please check us out at www.nashvillevineyard.org. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Welcome to another edition of Online Church. I guess this is what we're going to be doing for the next minute as the pandemic continues to swirl around us and everything seems to be going crazy. We'll continue to gather in our homes, to have communion, to break bread, to sing songs of the Lord, and to uh, preach and teach uh, what the scriptures are telling us to say. So we're glad you're here with us. We're looking forward to the days ahead. We believe that even though it seems crazy, even though things are going wild right now, that there are better days ahead for us. And so we're excited. We're nervous and apprehensive, obviously. If you probably are as well. We're trying to figure out what's going on. But in the back of our mind, we know that we have read all the way through to the end, and we know that our God reigns and he wins. And we're on the winning side. So we can rest in that. We can have comfort in that. So today we're actually finishing up something we started. We began back in October. We're going through the book of Acts. We're coming up to Acts chapter 28. It's the last chapter. It's the last uh, little bit of the story of how the church was formed and the the pillars of the faith and how they functioned and, and all the different things that they did. And so Acts, we've been saying this whole time, is a field guide. It's not just a history book. It's not just another thing that you read. It's not a religious uh, text. It is our field guide for how we are supposed to operate as, as people that follow Jesus, as the church, as his bride. And so we're reading this and we're saying, does this look like our lives? Do we look like the characters here? Uh, do we look like the characters that are on maybe maybe the not great side? Do we look like the characters that are on, you know, possibly the great side? We'll see. But it should be a mirror. And the Word of God needs to be our, our, our plumb line. It needs to be something that we hold up against our lives, that, that reads us more than we read it. And we need to allow our lives to conform to the Word of God and not to try and conform the Word of God around our lives. And that means, honestly, that means more often than not, you have to change. You have to change the way that that you're thinking. You have to change the way that you function. You have to change the way that you see things. You need to begin to see things through the lens of scriptures. And the word that is used for this is a word called repent. And and it's a word that means to change how you think. It's called metanoia. It's, it's, it's to get a new mind. And so in the scriptures, always, Jesus was going around, he was saying, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. And when he would say repent, what he means is to change how you're living, change how you're seeing things, change what you're doing, because the kingdom of God is different. And to function in his kingdom, to function as a follower of Jesus, you're going to have to change. And so I believe that's one of the words of the Lord today uh, for us right now, is to repent. 
I believe with everything in me that the Lord is, is calling his church to be a church of repentance, to begin to change, to quit doing things. Listen, there are, there are those of us that have been walking the same old sins, the same old patterns, uh, maybe, maybe for years. And, and this is the time that the Lord would say, it's time to stop for good. It's time to lay down those old things. It's time to, to throw off the rags and to, and to put back on the robe that the king has for you. And so I, I believe the word of the Lord for us today is to repent. It's to change how we are viewing and, and seeing things. And so I'm going to pray and we're going to get into the text here, Acts chapter 20, 28. And we'll get going. Lord Jesus, we do repent. Would you change us? Holy Spirit, would you search our hearts? Would you, would you show us, are there things inside of us that needs to change? Are there habits? Are there patterns? Are there actions? Are there, are there thoughts that need to change? Lord, we want to lay our lives bare before you, and we want to be like you. So Holy Spirit, we can't do this on our own. We need your help. Would you come in and, and indwell us? And would you show us those things that we need to lay down? Would you forgive us of those things that we've done, those wrongs that we've done against you, those sins that we've sinned against you, Lord? Would you forgive us of that? And we just receive that forgiveness. We don't receive condemnation. We receive forgiveness. And we see, receive the supernatural ability and the power to change by your Holy Spirit to, to walk in a new way, uh, to be made new, to be new creatures. So, Lord... We thank you. Father, we, we bless your name. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, to be in charge of this place. And we say, Jesus, you are our Lord. Will you lead us and we will follow. And it is in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Sorry, that's just been on my heart. So you can fast forward that, I guess, if you, if you want to. <laughs> or maybe go back and see it again. I don't know. Chapter 28, we're going to get to the scripture. Um, chapter 28, we, we talked last week about there was a shipwreck. Uh, they're, they're traveling through the sea. It's winter. A lot of things are going wrong. The ship starts to break apart. And what, what we talked about last week was that the Lord came to Paul and said that he will be saved through this. And, and not just him, but those with him. And they, they sure enough were. And they were saved, and they're shipwrecked on this isle, this island, um, in in the uh, in the sea. There, they they run aground, they're shipwrecked, they wash ashore, and we pick right up uh, in chapter twenty-eight. It's the Isle of Malta. That's what the scriptures tell us. So they're on this Isle of Malta, and this this is really interesting. I'm going to read the first uh, the first few verses, starting at verse one. It says this. Now, when they had escaped, they found out that the island was called Malta. And the natives showed us an unusual kindness. Now, again, this is Luke writing. In verse 2, it says, And the natives showed us an unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. Verse 3, But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them out on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. Verse four. So when the natives that, let's see. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. Verse five. But he shook off the creature into the fire 
and suffered no harm. And then in verse six, it says, however, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and they said that he was a god. In that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island whose name was Publius, I guess. I don't know how you say it. Who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went in to him and and prayed, and he laid hands on him, and he healed him. In verse 9, so when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. In verse 10, they also honored us in many ways, and when we departed, they provided such things as were necessary. They go on, they go to Rome. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But what I really feel like, this is just what just jumped out at me here, was the very beginning. These these things that happened uh, with these natives on the Isle of Malta. And I, I feel like as I was as I was sitting here and, and 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 you know honestly just just reading this over and over and asking the Lord what are you what are you doing and what are you saying? This is what I felt like the Lord was saying. I, I feel like there are those of us that our lives, the way we think, the way our minds work, function, we look more like the natives of Malta than we look like the Apostle Paul. You see, the natives saw Paul and they, they saw something happen to him. They saw a viper pop out of the fire and they bit his hand. Now Luke makes it very clear that it was because there was a viper in the sticks and he threw it on the fire and because of the fire he he pokes his head out and he, he latches on uh, to Paul. He makes it very clear like about that, about why did this happen. But the natives of Malta see what's going on with Paul. They see this calamity, they see they see this this um uh, this this thing that happens to Paul and they see it as judgment. They see it as supernatural. They see it as there's something bigger going on behind the scenes. But Luke tells us there's a viper that was afraid of the fire. And he jumps out. And then what happens? The, the viper latches onto Paul. Paul shakes the viper off, gets back to work tending the fire, and nothing happens. And so then the, the natives go from, well, something he's a murderer this is divine justice to now wait a minute he must be a god there there's something going on here he's he's some sort of divine all the while paul is just living he's just doing what he's supposed to be doing at the moment he's he's making a fire and then not only is that he doesn't really get distracted by that uh, you know the the crowd apparently um gathers they hear that maybe this guy is is a god or something like that and he's taken in and then He's able to tell him, like, I'm not a god, I'm, I'm a Christian, and I follow Jesus, and Jesus healed people, and, and Jesus did this, and you're sick, and so he laid hands on the sick, and they recovered, and then guess what happened? More people that came, and, and more people came, and they began to be healed because of the power of the Holy Spirit that was working through Paul. And I, I, I feel like for so many people that I talk to, for myself, for, for people that I see um, in, in counseling, all of that sort of stuff, look, we, we function so much like the natives on Malta. Everything that happens, we're looking at it as some sort of 
divine reasoning. We're, we're, we're wondering, we're trying to read the tea leaves, we're trying to understand, well, this happened because of this, and this is going to happen because of that, and, and here's this, and here's that. And all the while, Paul knows in his mind, he's already been told, he's already been visited, that he has a destiny to get to Rome. And so he's not concerned about what's necessarily going on. He, he, he's just head down, doing his thing, getting ready to go and fulfill his destiny. And I, I want us to be very careful in how we're reacting to, to the things that happen around us. Look, all the time, things are going to happen. Good things and bad things. Uh, we're, we're, we're not in, in, a, in a world in which there, there isn't trouble. In this world, there will be trouble. That's a quote. And, and what we have to understand is, is not all trouble is a sign. Not all trouble is, is, is supposed to, to, to tip us off to something. Sometimes there's just a viper hanging out in some wood, wrong place, wrong time. And then on the same token, not all good things are a sign that, that something uh, about us is, is good and worthy of this. Not, not all things that happen to us that are good mean that we're all good. See, that's not how we function as Christians. We, we put all of our hope, all of our faith, all of our trust and belief and everything that's going on in Jesus, in his righteousness, in, in who he is and what he has done for us. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. It has nothing to do with us. And so often we want to look at circumstances. We want to look at what's happening. We want to, we want to look at uh, what the Lord is doing in our lives. We, we're wanting to do all of these sort of things in order to try and figure out what God is like. Figure out what's happening right now. In other words, we're, we're using what we feel. We're using what we're experiencing to define God to define how we're viewing God and how God is viewing us. We use uh, good things happen to us, God must be really great, super happy with us. Bad things happen to us, either God is mean and he doesn't care or we did something wrong and it's judgment. And, and we're taking all of these things and we're filtering them through the lens of our emotions and our feelings and our circumstances and our experiences and those things typically are defining how we then view God. And that's fundamentally not a Christian viewpoint. It's a, it's a native Malton viewpoint. You know, if, if, you're, if you're, you're standing with God is dependent upon how your life is going, you look more like the natives on Malta than you look like Paul. You see, Paul knew that bad things were going to happen, and when those bad things happened, he understood maybe something, maybe maybe there's some sort of connection between the Apostle Paul and Taylor Swift. He knew that he just had to shake it off. Sorry, I I thought that was funny. Uh, so Paul is is shaking it off, shake, shake, shaking it, and it just falls down, and he's not worried about it because Paul understands that it. It isn't about him. It's not about what he's going to do. It's not about how he feels. It's not about um, what's happening in his life. It's about Jesus. It's about the mission of God. It's about what God is doing in the earth and what God has predestined, what God has, you know, ordained. And 
And when we understand that, when circumstances, when, when bad things and when good things begin to befall us, and they will. Some of you right now will experience bad things. And our job is, you know what? To mourn and weep with you as you're experiencing that, to pray for you, to begin to believe that the Lord can break through those bad circumstances and you can begin to see redemption and restoration. And for some of you, good things will happen to you. And our job as Christians is to go, great, let's rejoice in that. See, we always want to know why this is happening and, and why, what's the reason and the rationale behind this. But, but the why of God is an extremely tricky thing to be able to understand. In fact, he even tells us that you can't even fathom his thoughts. They're so far above us, we can't even understand why. We just can't. But we do understand Jesus and what he has done and, and what he is currently doing and where he is right now. Do you know that he's not on either side? He's not on... On, on the good stuff that's happening. He's not on the bad stuff that happens. He, he's other. He's, he's on the throne. He's, he's currently ruling and reigning in his kingdom, which is not of this world. And, and the way that he rules and reigns is different. It's not of this world. And so I want to caution us to, to not put too much weight into our circumstances. To not put too much uh, emphasis and, and hope and, and even even trust and, 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 and joy in, into what we're experiencing right now. The scriptures are just full. You could spend all day talking about different scriptures about where does your strength come from? Where does, where does your joy come from? Uh, where does your faith come from? Uh, where does your breath come from? Where does life come from? Where does all these things come from? It comes from the Lord. But so many of us get our joy, our strength, our faith, our endurance, our from from the circumstances we currently are experiencing. And those fuel us sometimes for just a little while. But circumstances will change. And we're we're seeing God and we're painting God in, in a picture that's filtered through our emotions. Are we happy? What are we feeling? What are we what are we experiencing right now? And we're putting those on God instead of seeing what is happening to us through the lens of God, through his son, Jesus. If you can get to do that, that's what they call repentance. That's changing the way we think. You see, before you, you put your faith, now I'm speaking primarily through this whole thing uh, to Christians because um, this is the church, right? And so, so just, if you're not a believer, hang on. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But you, you got to understand before you came to Jesus, you were a native on the Isle of Malta. And you were looking for rationale and reason in every little thing that was going on. And whatever happened means something else. I mean, how popular is the idea of karma, right? I mean, everybody wants to know why things are happening to us. And just so you know, karma is demonic. It's not real. It's not of the Lord. So just stop thinking about karma. It's just not in the scriptures, okay? The beautiful thing about what's in the scriptures is we don't get what we deserve. We, we don't receive all of the judgment like they were talking about the, the, the natives on the Isle of Malta. Paul gets bitten. He, he just survived a shipwreck and now he's bitten by a viper. He must be a murderer. Guys, we think like that a lot. We, we see events and people and how their lives 
are functioning and the different things that are going on. And we make conclusions of what their internal lives might be, their history, their sins, their victories. This is how we function most of the time, so much more like natives on the Isle of Malta than like the Apostle Paul, who's driven by the word of the Lord, not the circumstances around us. And when we can get like this, we can go through hard times. And those hard times won't rock us because we understand that God is outside of this. He's with us for sure, but the fact that we're going through this doesn't necessarily indicate anything about how he feels or sees about us. He loves us. This is what the scriptures say. He, he, he loved the world so much that he sent Jesus, his only son. And so we can rest in that even when we're going through hard times. And then on the other side, when things are great and life is good, we can give thanks for that, but understand that it comes and goes. And, and not put our hope and our trust in those things and not begin to say, you know, I'm putting my faith in this, in my career. I'm putting my faith in, in, my, in my finances because they're good right now. Because I will tell you, there's so many stories of those things just disappearing. And all of a sudden, what are we left with? We're left with God. You see, God is above all of this. He's other than everything. And our primary position is to worship him, is, is, to, is to be in relationship with him, is to function with him and, and to, be, to be near him and, and for him to be near us and, and even to dwell with him. It's, Jesus said, it said, he's the vine and we're the branches and that we're supposed to be in that kind of a close-knit symbiotic relationship where we can't exist without him and, and that relationship. But so often, all of our hope, trust, everything else, is in other things. And I want to tell you today that how you feel doesn't dictate God's character. What you've gone through doesn't dictate God's character. What you're currently going through doesn't dictate his character. He is good. And he is just. And he is sovereign. Which means that he is in control. And, and, and there is a level of comfort in that that surpasses everything else that you're going to experience. Because when the bad things happen, and unfortunately, they will. The vipers will pop out. When that happens, we don't need a reason. We know that he's still good. And when the good things happen, we know it's not because of us. Because our, our best, is what the scriptures tell us, is filthy rags compared to his goodness and his glory. We need to begin to think like Christians and not like the natives on the Isle of Malta. In fact, we have to begin to think like Christians. Stop putting weight in your circumstances. Just stop it. Stop putting weight in your feelings. Stop putting weight in, in how you're seeing things and put your weight, put your trust and your hope in God alone. If you can do that through his son, Jesus, you'll be able to weather the storm and to shake it off. That song is going to be in your head for the rest of the day. You're welcome. I want you to know that we're praying for you. I want you to know that we're, we're getting ready to transition. We're, we're closing out the book of Acts and, and we're, going to, we're going to begin to talk about over the next few weeks, different times throughout biblical history 
that the Lord has warned the church to get ready because something is happening. And we believe this is a time for us to get ready because something is going to happen. Now, some, some of the something might be bad and some of the something might be good. But remember, we're learning it doesn't matter. It doesn't change his character. It doesn't change how much he loves us. It doesn't change who we are in Christ. It doesn't change any of that. Just something's happening. And so we're going to begin to teach on the different times that the Lord has given a heads up to the church to prepare for something happening. Listen, the best is yet to come. But sometimes... The good things come through hard things. And we just need to learn to weather those things. And Christians that have a mindset like the like the natives on the Isle of Malta, you're not going to be able to weather it. You're, you're not going to be able to get through it because all of your hope is going to be built on what's going on around you. You're not going to be able to see through that and see the goodness of God even in the midst of trials and tribulations. And so we, we want to prepare I want to prepare you because we believe that amazing things are in store and we believe that good things are, are, are happening for your life. We believe that revival is already upon us. We, we believe that the Lord is moving mightily in the land even now. But we also believe that the Lord is giving his church a window of repentance that he is allowing us right now. Listen, guys, the church has worshiped the business of Sunday morning for years and years and years. The church has worshiped the business of church, the ministry of the Lord more than the Lord of the ministry. The church has worshiped those things and now here we are, we can't meet. The church has worshiped worship. It's worshiped uh, the, the idea of, of concerts and, and, and being able to put on events and shows and, and music industries have been built around this. And, and we've put our hope, and, and there's some of us that's, that would say, I can't even get into the presence of the Lord without first putting on my favorite worship track or, or whatever. I mean, that's idolatry. And now here we are. We're, we're getting told that it's not even good to sing. Because maybe the Lord is, re, is rewriting things. Maybe he's... Maybe he doesn't want us to sing as much as he wants us to fall on our faces and to repent and, and to get into his presence and to get into the secret place and to spend our time praying, to spend our time worshiping him on our own. We don't, we don't need to be led into his presence by anything other than the Holy Spirit. And so maybe this is the window that the Lord is giving the church to, to be strengthened in the Lord. I think it is. And so I just want us to understand that we need to repent to change how we see things, to begin to view things through the lens of a Christian mindset and not of a native mindset. Because we're not from this world and we don't view things the same way. So I would encourage you to take some time and repent. And let me, I'm gonna walk you through how this goes. We're gonna pray, and, I, and 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 you can pray after me. Uh, you can you can say things like this. You can say the same thing. It's not magic words. This is just kind of what we need to do right now. So, pray as you feel led. But we're gonna pray. Then we'll close very quickly. So here's how we're gonna pray. Lord Jesus, would you change 
how I see my life. So my outlook and how I view things looks like the way you view things. Looks like the way that you think about things. Lord, I have, uh, I have, I confess that my mind and the way that I think about things, the way that I see things, the way that I interpret things looks so much like the world and so little like your scripture. Would you change that? Would you, would you do a, a work in me? Would you, would you change how I see things so that, so that they're in line with you? Would you change how I feel about things so that it's in line with you? Would you change how I'm experiencing things so it's in line with you? Lord, I repent, I lay down those old ways and I join you. I join you in your work. I join you in how you think. Would you, would you transform me as you renew and restore and change my mind so that I can think and love and feel and do and act and believe like you do, Jesus. Would you live inside of me and I live inside of you? Would you draw near to me as I draw near to you? Thank you that it's your kindness that leads us to repentance. Would you be glorified in my life? It's in your wonderful name we pray, Jesus. Amen. That's repentance. I need to do that multiple times a week. Uh, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying I'm, I've got it all figured out. I don't. Uh, you know, so it's okay. But the Lord is giving us an opportunity. He's giving us a window. The window won't be open forever. But he loves you so very much. There, there are people watching this right now. You know this. And you've been away from the Lord for a long time. And the Lord is saying, it's time to come back. It's time to trade those robes. It's trying to begin to act like who, who you're supposed to be. There are people who are anxious. They're afraid. They're scared. They're watching this right now feel like sickness is sort of just closing in all around you this pandemic and everything going on there's freedom in the lord the lord has has good things for you and he commands you not to worry about anything because he promises he'll take care of you and he wants to show you that so repent for that repent for the worry repent for the anxiety and say i'm sorry i'm i'm seeing this obviously incorrectly because you tell me not to worry take some time this week Spend some time in the scriptures. Spend some time on your face before the Lord. Spend some time crying out to the Lord to change us, to rearrange our priorities, to rearrange what we call important, to rearrange everything so that we only do and we only say and we only believe and we only think what we see him doing. This is our call as Christians. So we love you. We can't wait to continue to walk through this together with you. Uh, I don't know what that's gonna look like. I don't know if anybody else does either, uh, other than Jesus. He's got a pretty good idea of how things are getting ready to shake out, and I trust him. So I'm feeling pretty good about things. Uh, we, wanna, we wanna invite you to join us in our, in our weekly 
home church gatherings uh, that are happening all throughout the city. They're even happening online. We want to invite you, if you're sick, you can get healing prayer uh, by, by clicking on uh, the links below and you can sign up to get uh, to get healing prayer. If, if you are are concerned about, you know, I don't even know what's going on. I don't know what the Lord is saying. We have uh, a new link that we started up last week where um, it's it's just a time where you'll get to sit with people who can hear from the Lord and, and they'll begin to ask the Lord what he's saying over your life and, uh, and pray into that with you. And then there's also, if you're a new believer, if you're coming back to the faith, we have those rooms available too in the, in the links below uh, that, that you can click on and, uh, and get involved in. Until uh, we see you in those different places, we look forward to seeing you right back here, same time next week. For all upcoming events or more information about the Nashville Vineyard Church, please check us out at www.nashvillevineyard.org. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day.